0: Here we go folks, that is the sound to the bell for round number 12. Punches and bunches, shoe shines in the corner, hot sauce to the ribs, when in doubt, stick it out, ganchos aligado, duro, 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 Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado, Pacific Coast Boxing. Rick, what's up, man?
1: Hey, how's it going, man? Just fired up over this past weekend. Plenty of stuff to get to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we've got the, what do I call it, Rick? The boxing event? Uh-huh. Or the concert with a little bit of boxing sprinkled in that took place over the weekend?
1: Yeah, it was a concert with the side of uh, boxing.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. So we've got a lot to talk about. In fact, that is going to warrant its own segment coming up after this, right? Mm-hmm. We've got, of course, by this point, everybody's heard uh, Oscar De La Hoya, CEO of Golden Boy Promotion, right? At his finest, yeah. commentating during the fight, Rick. So you've got that, right? Yeah. Um, we've got Don King in the news. Remember him, Rick?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been a while, but, uh, you know, probably head promoter back in the nineties.
0: That's exactly right. Nineties. You're talking about in the the seventies, the eighties for forever. He's back in the news and uh, I only bring him up because again, old school, man. So Mm -hmm. he's back in the news. I, I was actually excited to see his name um we've got Ariola ruiz rick i got to check out um you know before the uh the harrison fight they were kind of showing their preparation i yeah. gotta tell you rick both of those guys are looking good man
1: no yeah both of them look really good uh you know Ariola is looking uh slim would yes. be a-, a word that uh you know usually wouldn't be able to be used for him but uh, yeah you know Andy Ruiz is down to two fifty seven and yeah. uh, plans to be at two fifty five for that fight yeah, and uh, his last fight he fought at two eighty three
0: and i and I'll tell you by the way, I told you before I've said this for weeks, Ariola looked good when his uh when he started training with Goosen. Uh-huh. remember he had those two really good fights and then he uh he got the fight with Adam Konaki and they set a record for most punches by heavyweights, yeah, absolute war. And, and so he's – that fight actually put him in position for this fight. And I got to tell you, super impressed. He's out of Riverside, California, kind of near where we're at. Yeah. And, of course, you got Andy Ruiz who's looking slim trim and ready to go. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case back in, you know, when he fought AJ. So we've got that going on, Rick. That's a big deal. Yeah. Um couple things just to throw at you um, Showtime has a documentary coming up by the way on the Four Kings which was our first podcast mm-hmm. so looking forward to that I think that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. they also have another documentary by the way and a couple of fighters it was like nine years in the making kind of no name guys but kind of how they've worked their way through uh-huh. that's coming out in June okay so I'm looking forward to that um, here's another thing we got coming up Rick and we're gonna kind of tease this here at the end we have our own 8 fight welterweight tournament man
1: yeah no um really curious about this uh 8 man uh yep. tournament and uh you know we'll get into it and break it down
0: yeah so all we'll do today with that is we're going to talk about who the 8 fighters are mm-hmm. and how we seeded them yeah right and just a little teaser we didn't really care about who had a belt and who did it yeah <laughs> Right, Because we know the sanctioning bodies mean absolutely nothing. So we took a look at who we felt were the best eight welterweights at 147 pounds, and we put together a single elimination tournament bracket. And so today, right in one of our last segments, we will name off the eight fighters, and then we will name off how they were seated, so then everybody will know who their opponents are going to be. And then starting next week, we're going to start to talk about those fights. We're going to talk about round one of the brackets and then the semifinals. And then, of course, who comes out as the 147-pound king, Rick. Yeah. So fired up about that. We're going to do that for every division, actually. Um, we wanted to start off in the welterweight simply because it is the one of the more popular weight divisions. Uh-huh. Of course, the four kings fought in that division, and there's enough of them. So pretty pretty excited about that. Um, we had some fights that happened, of course, and we got the results of those fights. You got that right, Rick?
1: Yeah, I got that. Uh-huh.
0: And then, um, the website is up, by the way. I want to put that out there to everybody. The website is up pacificcoastboxing.com. It's not complete yet, right? It's still under construction. But for those of you listening, you can already go there and you can kind of start to see how it's coming together. You can Access our email through there. You can still email us directly counterpunch at pacificcoastboxing.com. I would say, like, the first real production version is going to be ready in about two days, Rick.
1: No, it was already looking really good uh, from what I saw. Um, very, you checked it out, right? Yeah. Very, very user friendly. Um, yep. you know everything looked great.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty excited. Like I said, yeah. it's going to have all of the archives at some point. It's going to have our shirts, merchandise, and stuff for people to take a look at. Um, people can already go there and click on the about us, and it kind of gives our little bio on how we got started with boxing. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, and then, like I said, give it give it a couple days. We're going to put the welterweight tournament bracket. We're going to mm-hmm. post it to the website. So folks can kind of take a look at that, give comments on who they think. we we'll also put this up on Instagram. Um, here's another big deal, Rick. We have tickets, you and I, to go watch the May 15th fight between Lewis Neary and Brandon, the babyface assassin Figueroa, man.
1: No, that'll be a great fight, and uh, Daniel Roman is on the uh, undercard as well.
0: Absolutely, man. So, you know, we're going to be – so I'm excited, right? I mean, I feel like a kid again. So here we go. We're going to be at the fights, at the Dignity – I'm going to see if I get it right this time, Rick. At the Dignity Health Sports Park.
1: I think it's Dignity Sports Health Park. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) Hey, they don't pay us. You know what I'm saying? We're not sponsored by them at all. So, okay, maybe next time I'll get it. Um, the former Stub Hub Center, right? Yeah, the former right StubHub by Center. is it right, right by Rancho Dominguez, correct?
1: Yeah, uh, Cal State, yeah, uh, San, Cal State San Dominguez, Cal State, yeah, see, yeah,
0: yeah we have that, So we don't have that down, yeah. but we know where it's at, yeah, we know it's in Carson, we know it's a great venue for fights,
1: yeah, we know the Chargers used to play right there, yeah, that's yeah. exactly
0: right, and we know that pretty much every seat in the house there, yeah, is, is a good one, so we got our pre sale seats today. At right. some point, that won't happen. We're just going to be part of the media and we'll be allowed in uh, without having to do this. But for now, we're going to be attending though, that fight. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we're going to be there in two weeks, Rick, for the um, Andy Ruiz and Ariola, who, of course, we just spoke about earlier, yeah. man. I can't wait for that.
1: No, yeah, it'd be a great card. And, uh, you know, it's... Uh... You know, with COVID happening, you know, we, we hadn't been in a, to a fight in over a year, and, yep. you know, we're going to go to two in, in two weeks.
0: That's right. I was thinking about it right again. Um, I've mentioned on a couple of podcasts now about, you know, the first fans, first two fans that come and hit us up mm-hmm. and tell us who our favorite fighters are are going to get a, um, a hoodie, Pacific Coast yeah. Boxing. And that's still the case. But here's how I think we're going to do it, by the way. Um, when we get to the event, right, we're yeah. going to post it on Instagram. Right. That way, you know, we can't have somebody like sit literally waiting there. Right. Uh At the two seats, because how do we know who got there first?
1: Yeah. You know what I mean. No. Yeah. We definitely have to get there first. And
0: right. So that's what I think we're gonna do. Right. So we're gonna get there, and we get there early. Right. We get there to watch. You know, if there's. If there's 15 bouts. We're there for bout number 15, right? All the way through the main event. Yeah. All all of them are important to us. So we are going to get there, get in our seats. Then we're going to post it on Instagram. Give our section, give our seats, and then the first two fans get the uh, get the hoodies, man.
1: No, that'll be great to uh, interact with the fans and uh, just be uh, in in a um, venue to watch boxing.
0: Yep, big time. All right, folks. So again, coming up. After this break, we've got the boxing event that was uh, put on by Triller, the Oscar De La Hoya piece, and all that. We'll give you our take on what we think. Was it a good idea? Like, was it bad? Was it was it really all of a train wreck, or was it just Oscar De La Hoya? A lot going on there, Rick. Yeah. Maybe this – is this where boxing's headed?
1: Uh, l- let's hope not.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I, I think some of it is okay, yeah. and we'll get to that. All right, folks, Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. All right, Pacific Coast Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. And Rick, it would be remiss of us to not stick with our theme of calling out, since this is round 12 mm. of fight number three of our podcast series, one of the more infamous round 12s, which we have been identifying here. And it has to be the probably one of the most memorable stoppages in the history of boxing. Yeah which was referee Richard Steele Mm -hmm. stopping the Julio Cesar Chavez and Meldrick Taylor back in 1990, Rick.
1: Yeah, 1990, uh, he stopped it with two seconds left on the clock.
0: Yeah, two seconds,
1: Officially 258 of the 12th round.
0: Yeah, and to this day, now, we've been given a hard time, right? You and I, we've been given a hard time to the referee. Referees in recent fights mm-hmm. about not stopping the fights early enough. Yeah. Right. That, you know, I've, I've even suggested that there needs to be um, a ringside physician that is not just there and qualified to physically inspect a fighter to determine whether or not he's physically capable of fighting, mm-hmm. but I mean somebody who can actually stop the fight. We've yeah. gone that far. Right. Yeah. So now, right, you swing the pendulum the other way and you've got Richard Steele stopping the fight. In what clearly was a fight that Maldrick Tiller was going to win, uh-huh. and I don't remember the scorecards. I'm sure you've got them up, but was he not ahead on almost every scorecard? Uh,
1: I'm pretty sure he was. Uh, yeah, I don't know for sure, but uh, uh, yeah, it's safe to say he was. He was ahead.
0: even though obviously it was Chavez, uh-huh. and, and I'm sure the fight was in Vegas, right? Yeah. Even that, even that would have been tough to not at least have a majority decision. Uh-huh. But
1: and, yeah, the the big thing was uh, you know back then. Yeah. Uh, what they showed in the um boxing uh HBO special. Yeah. Um Legendary Nights. Yeah, yeah. Um Richard Steele there was a red light yeah. posted in the corner. right. And so when the fight got, you know, under the 10 second mark, right. you know, you still get those clicks. Right. You know, but there was a red light showing that, you know, the fight was uh pretty close to being stopped. So Richard Steele should have known. Yeah. Probably no more punches were going to be landed. Yeah. You know, the the fight was over. Yeah. Um, but uh he decided to stop it.
0: But see, that's the whole thing, right? right. And I'm gonna defend uh yeah. Maldrick or uh, not maldrick Taylor, but I'm gonna re- I'm gonna defend Richard Steele mm-hmm. because he doesn't know that, right? Yeah. He doesn't know if any more punches are gonna be yeah. landed. And and by the way, like if you look at the, the condition that Maldrick Taylor was in, let's remove the amount of time that was left yeah. and the round and the fact that, you know, Maldrick Taylor was on his way to win the fight, right? Yeah. If you remove that and you just simply look at the condition that he was in, Mm -hmm. which was pretty much defenseless, and the chance for Chavez to maybe land one more blow, right? do you not stop that fight? Yeah. Right?
1: No, no. Definitely, he was was hurt enough to uh, stop that fight. uh, I think they also mentioned that uh, Lou Duva jumped on the apron. Yeah. So that caused uh, Meldrick Taylor to look over to his right and um, not pay attention to the directions Richard Steele was giving him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and um, yeah, that's that that's a good point. Yeah, that's a very good point. I'm looking at the scorecard. So they had yeah one oh He was ahead, of course. You know, he was ahead on two of the scorecards. Okay. Yeah, one of them, of course, then, was the other way. For
1: the the Mexican jet?
0: Well, Chuck Chuck Giampa had it at the time 105 104. Um, I don't know how those scores make sense. Yeah. Dave Moretti, it says here, had it 107 102, and and uh, Jerry Roth had it 108 101. Okay for uh Malik Taylor. Yeah. So he would have won the fight. All I'm saying is again, as critical as we've been about some of these referees not mm-hmm. stopping the fight in time, um, to this day, right, um Richard Steele will say, hey, that you know he he didn't know, right? One yeah. more punch and maybe maybe that could have been it. Right?
1: Yeah. That he uh, he said he looked like a fighter that had enough.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. And again, right, can you imagine right? And that's the thing, we don't know. We can't, you know, look at the crystal ball. Chavez lands one more punch, you know, God forbid, something really bad. And by the way, Malrick Taylor afterwards, nah, um, yeah. he was never the same, No, right? And then, uh, you know, Chavez ended up knocking him out four years later, right? He knocked him out in the eighth round. But, yeah, you talk about fights that ended in the 12th round and one of the more infamous stoppages ever. There you go, folks.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Crazy, right? Yeah. Imagine, imagine having money laid on Maldrick Taylor, who was the underdog in that fight, Uh and have that fight stop like that. Amazing, right? Incredible. All right, Rick, I'll tell you another thing that's incredible. Like, we didn't even plan it this way. Uh This is a big update. We both had uh, our COVID vaccinations today, man. Yeah, yeah. You Uh, know?
1: You know, so far, you know, the... uh, you know, the uh, pain in the shoulder, mm-hmm. and you know, it's kind of been a little bit exaggerated. For me, I haven't had yeah. uh, any issues.
0: And here's the thing me neither, but we're probably not the right guys to ask, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, when do we feel any pain? Yeah. Right? You know, they so just I'm with are
1: incre- incredibly durable, incredibly tough. That's what I'm you know. saying.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Richard Still would have not stopped mm-hmm. us. Um, I got the Moderna. Yeah. Uh, you had the, the Pfizer. The Pfizer. The Cadillac of the shots. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Which is good. We're going to find out. Yeah. Right. And then, so my second one is scheduled for, uh, I think, in May, because you got to wait like three weeks.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, I think mine is May 10th, somewhere okay. in
0: there. What city did you go to? You went to Riverside? Uh, Temecula. Oh, you went to Temecula? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I couldn't, yeah. I went to Hemet. Yeah. I went to beautiful Hemet. <laughs> yeah. You laugh. Most yeah. people that listen may not know, <laughs> right, that, uh, hey, I love Hemet. Yeah. So, yeah, I take offense for the people of Hemet that you uh-huh. laughed, that you scoffed at that, Rick.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't want to. Uh...
0: Yeah. So, anyways, we both got our COVID vaccinations. Uh-huh. So, and I don't know, by the way, so we have to get the second one. So, what does that mean? Are we 50% protected right now?
1: Um, I think I think we're like 0% protected. No, I, Is... I, don't, I don't know the way it works, but they said you definitely need a second one in order. Uh, in order for it to yeah.
0: really ward off. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. All right. So um i'll tell you what maybe needed a vaccination rick was the boxing show that took uh-huh. place over the weekend right yes. so we had the whole thriller event right mm-hmm. and i really call it an event now i'm going to say something and i told you uh from the first time i really liked the first thriller event yeah okay the you know which was headlined of course by roe jones jr and mike tyson um a couple of differences by the way number one not a lot of Mario Lopez in that one. Yeah. Mario Lopez yeah. was literally just, you know, they, they said MC. He was more mm-hmm. just the, you know, the greeter like he, at, he, at a Walmart.
1: Like, like he was the first guy you saw when the screen came on. Yeah. And the last guy on the way out. Which was beautiful. Yeah.
0: Right. Which was beautiful. Um, they also had all of the HBO staff that's ba- basically been, you know, fishing, drinking, mm-hmm. since HBO doesn't have any more fights. Right. Yeah. They had the HBO staff. Um, they did not for the second one. So if you recall, right, the first one had more of a boxing feel. This one, and I'm talking visually, had more of a concert type of
1: look. Yeah. And uh, you know, and and, and they had uh, great uh great performers, you know. Yeah. Bieber was there, mm-hmm. uh Mount Westmore, which yeah. consists of Snoop, yeah. Ice Cube E forty, too short. Yeah, you know, Doja Cat who's who's big, I had to you know, this is you know yeah, and I had to stay in my lane. Yeah, I had to ask. Yeah. who is this girl singing right now? Yeah, that's and right. And one of my daughters said, "Oh, that's Doja Cat."
0: Yeah, of course they'll know. Yeah. yeah, they'll know. I'm with you. Yeah, I had no idea who some of these were. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. You know, it, it, so okay, so that that was part of the difference. By the mm-hmm. way, is, is they kind of moved away from um from it being a boxing right event, yeah. and it was more of a concert and a show with oh by the way some boxing matches in between, yeah. right? So, again, I think that in order to be successful, it's got to be somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have a big headline fight. We didn't even cover it, and I'm not going to cover it even now. The whole, you know, Jake Paul against uh-huh. Askren. It's not a, I mean, yes, it's a professional boxing match, but those two guys aren't pro boxers.
1: Yeah, and I think that was the big difference between the two shows. You you had Mike Tyson, Roy Jones yeah. headlined, and then there were three boxing matches underneath on the card. Right. You know, um, yeah. you know not counting the—, the the Jake Paul, yeah. Nate Robinson, but there were actually, you know, boxing matches, two or three of them. And 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 and, and valid ones too, yeah. right? Uh with this one, you know, you only had one real boxing yeah. match which which was uh Regis Progress Right. Uh which uh, versus Ivan Redcatch. Right. And this one, you know, was kind of a joke too. Right. You know, um Pro Grace hit him with a with a body shot, yeah. you know, where he kind of like missed with the glove but kind of yeah. They bumped forearms and then Ivan Redcatch you know, kind of flopped, yeah. and just rolled around the ring screaming, right, until they stopped the fight because he was making it look like he got hit with a low blow. Right, so there's no low blow. Right, um, which didn't do
0: boxing any service. No, you know?
1: and then even worse, he had to be stretchered out of the ring. Yeah, you know, it was it was a complete joke.
0: Yeah, no, it was, and that's the thing. And a Badu Jack fought in the first one. Yeah, I don't remember his opponent, but it was a really tough guy. Mm-hmm. Remember that tough guy from the Midwest? But there was about. Two or three fights, some uh, lightweights or lighter guys fought. And they so it was entertaining boxing, right? So they kind of said, hey, look, we're going to give you some legitimate boxing matches that were very competitive. And then we're going to give you this exhibition of two former Mm -hmm. greats, Hall of Famers. And it worked. And then in between there, right, they mixed it in with some concerts and some performances. I thought it was a great mix. Yeah. The color commentating was good. That's where Snoop Dogg stole the show mm-hmm. and and really, you know, gave the feedback, talking about, you know, these are like my uncles fighting at a, you know, bar- barbecue. But it was mixed in with enough serious commentary, uh-huh. right? This one was the complete other side. And that's no. what I'm saying. I think it has to be somewhere in between yeah, the first one and the second one. And speaking about the announcers, yes, one Mr. The Golden Boy, Oscar De La Hoya, right?
1: Yeah. And even before he got out there, yes. there were way, way too many people up the on the screen. screen. Yeah. Uh, they had the host. Yeah. I don't even know his name. Yeah. You know, but yeah. they had Mario Lopez, Al Bernstein, which Al Bernstein at least brings some credibility to it. Yeah. Um, they he had was Pete, even drinking, though. Pete Davidson, you know, from Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Comedian. Yeah. Um, you had some guy on, on the end yeah. who was, you know, I guess works at a barbershop or I have no idea who that guy no was. Idea. Yeah. But- You've got all six of these guys talking over everybody when it should probably just be Al Bernstein, Snoop Dogg, maybe one other guy.
0: It's clear, right, that they did not uh organize that whole format. Yeah. Because here's the thing, right? That whole, you know, hey, let's make it feel as if you're hanging out with, you know, with all your boys watching the boxing match. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't need to do both, right? Like that whole thing with the six of them, I'm already doing that at home. Right. We're already hanging out. Right. Having a few adult beverages, watching the fights, talking, and then they're mirroring that on television. I don't need that also on television. That's what we're doing at home. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't need that both. It just becomes very confusing. And so I get if they want to put six people up there, A, I think part to your point is they've got to have some credibility and they need to be additive. Yeah. Right. They need to be so they need to add some value to the broadcast, not, hey, this guy's funny. Just, you know, throw him on there. What do you want me to do? Ah, oh, just say funny stuff as it comes up. Yeah. Right. Say whatever you want. Um, That didn't work. Right. They needed to have that, you know, Um, I don't want to say choreographed, but they needed to have that planned and executed mm. a little better. But here's the thing. But this is coming from the pure boxing. Right. Yeah. We're boxing purists. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, we want the the Howard Cosell and the Color Commentator, right? Um, the Jim Lampley, God forbid, right? And the and the and the Larry Merchant and then and Lennox Lewis or George Foreman, right? Yeah. So they here's the other thing, by the way, right? The reason why I wasn't totally against it is those crews were horrible to me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so when people say, Oh I lack professionalism, I'm sorry. I don't think Andre Ward is very professional when he's clearly pulling for a fighter. When he's talking about um, the fight that took place last week between Joe Smith Jr. Mm -hmm. and Vlasov, when he's giving round number six to Vlasov, I mean, I'm sorry, to Joe Smith Jr., that's a joke. Yeah, That's not professional. When Jim Lampley, sorry, Rick, but when Jim Lampley is crying because it's Miguel Cotto's last fight, That's not professional, okay? So I'm not a big fan. I was listening to the um, Demetrius Andrade and Vanes uh, um, uh, uh, Maris Ryan fight um, from uh, uh, several years ago. Those guys are, like, totally pulling for Demetrius Andrade. Yeah. Okay. However, right, going over the line was Mm -hmm. Oscar De La Hoya, Rick.
1: Yeah. No, no. He was definitely, you know, drunk, high, yeah. you know, whatever he was on. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely, you know, Instagram had a field day with him. Uh, there were pictures of him as uh, Tony Montana with a, yeah. you know, a, a pile of coke yeah. in front of him. Yeah, you know, it wasn't, <laughs> it was not a good look. You know, it. it yeah, uh, yeah. He sounded horrible. He's slurring his words. Yeah. Um, it just, uh, he he was a mess. Yeah,
0: yeah. And and here's the thing. Right now. Um, we could say we've all been there right anybody who's indulged in any sort of adult beverages right um and had one too many mm-hmm. that's going to happen right you know but here's the thing you're on you know um a worldwide telecast rick okay yeah. this isn't just you know um, a house party, right? Or hanging out in the garage and then you mm-hmm. wake up the next day and it's like, geez, like, what did I say? Right. Yeah. Hey man, sorry if I offended you. I had one too many and apologizing. No man, this is, and here's the other thing, right? He is the CEO. He is the head of his organization. Rick. Right? Okay. And and I think this is just me. And again, I'm not judging him. Yeah. Right. He obviously has gotten himself in incredible shape because he's getting ready to fight. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he probably has been laying off the sauce for a while. Right. Yeah. And then this was probably one of his first times and it impacted him. But here's the thing. When you're a head of an organization like that, Rick, you have the responsibility to model the behavior that you expect the, your employees to, to, to have. Yeah. And that's not just I'm not just talking about staff as in, you know, administrative staff through Golden Boy. I'm talking about the fighters that he promotes. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Think about being a fighter in his organization and seeing the head of the head of your organization completely hammered.
1: Well, you know, if you're a Ryan Garcia, you're a Virgil Ortiz, you've yeah. got to answer questions. Hey, what's up with uh, right. Oscar? Right. right. What is he doing? Right. You know, and, you know, you kind of get sick and tired of having to answer those questions.
0: That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just, it's not a good look, right? Bottom line, right? And again, not judging, right? Yeah. I'll just say for myself, I've been there. I've had one too many a times mm-hmm. and you say things that you regret, but- not in that platform. No, and not when you're the head and you're the CEO of an organization. You just don't do it yeah. because it's hard now to look at your employees and staff and how do you hold them accountable yeah. with that kind of behavior? Yeah, right?
1: They got to they got to be able to respect you, and uh, that's you know, if, that's what I'm saying. Yeah.
0: And you can't you can't when you when you go on national television and he just kept going on mm-hmm. and on and on. It was an absolute train wreck, right? And nobody was going to stop it because, let's be honest, right? Yeah. As you said, this is what everybody's talking about.
1: Oh, no, yeah. You know, they, I think they're, uh, they're hoping that it happens next time.
0: That's exactly yeah. right. So if you look at it, right, from Triller's perspective, mm-hmm. it's like, cha-ching, it worked, yeah. right? We served adult beverages. Um, they, had, um, you know, they had weed going, mm-hmm. right? And that's what you got, yeah. And, and 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 it's just kind of crazy again. And and I uh, and I like Oscar, right? I'm a big Oscar De fan. I thought, you know, if I'm his manager, if I'm his publicist, you keep him away from those scenarios, man, from those situations.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and there should have been somebody that said, you know, what? We maybe we don't send him out there. Right. This is enough. Um, you know, maybe if Bernard Hopkins is there as, right. as, as his partner, right? You know, tells him, hey, may, maybe Oscar, you know, let let me handle the interview. Let right. me go out there and do that. Yeah. Um, you know, but but he wasn't there, and uh, you see what uh, what happened.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, and so many more. I mean, you know, where's Paulie Malignaggi? Yeah, right. When he brings somebody, you can bring in. I again, I know I, I'm not condoning what he said, and mm-hmm. I know some of it was controversial. But if you got all that going on, yeah, you got drunks, you got guys smoking, right? You got guys saying some stuff that's just absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous. Bring back Paulie Malignaggi, man. Yeah,
1: no, no. Would would love to have him back. Uh, you know. That was a great, uh, great commentator. Always broke down the fight and he wasn't sitting there. You know, even when he's calling Adrian Broner fights and he clearly doesn't like Adrian Broner, he would call the fight.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, so I I don't know, man, like I said. But buckle up, right? Because this is unfortunately, right? And it all goes back, Rick, to the sport that we love. We have no primary um, governing body. Yeah. Right. You have four sanctioning bodies that basically get to name their champions and name their mandatories and name all of their rankings. Yeah. So this is what happens, right? So it's they're trying to cross over and I get it, right? Yeah. Here's the thing. I got text messages from a couple friends who are not boxing fans, but guess what? Mm-hmm. They were watching this event.
1: Well, the pay per view did pretty well. Yeah. It is uh one point five million dollars wow. or one point five million uh Subscriptions. Interesting.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah. So you know that's uh yeah. What is that? Seventy-five million dollar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In revenue.
0: Yeah, and you've got right. So you've got the um, you've got the Tufimo Lopez mm-hmm. and uh, George Cambus, and those guys have been going at it. By the way. Yeah. Right. So that's coming up next. Yeah. So that's uh, so what I'm saying. You know, can they somehow find that happy medium? I love the first one. Uh-huh. I love the format. I love the cadence. I love the flow can they find somewhere between the first one and this over-the-top second one?
1: Yeah, I, it would, uh, you know, and it could be that, hey, we, we got to see what we have, you know, and... and th- I think they're going to notice, too, what worked yeah. on this one, what didn't work on this one. That's what I'm you thinking. Know. That's what I'm
0: thinking. They're smart enough, right? These guys are not—yeah, they're going to do a debrief, a postmortem. Yeah. They're going to review and say what went well, what didn't. I think they've got to look at the Oscar De La Hoya situation yeah. and say, OK, clearly that didn't work, even though it may have you know, lit up the social media platform. Mm-hmm. I don't even think they wanted that.
1: Yeah, no. There's it, no way. It couldn't have been a good look. You know, it was—you uh, know, even though— you know, that's Snoop's kind of uh, stick, you know. Yeah. He smokes weed. Yeah. He drinks. Right. But he wasn't out of control.
0: but he, And he never is. Yeah. He never is. He's always professional in his own way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, by the way, so if you're Oscar De La Hoya, do you come out and apologize? Do you come out and say, hey, listen, you know, I want to apologize for anybody I may have offended he, for my behavior?
1: He hasn't yet. You know, he's, right. he's been posting uh, workout videos all morning. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. So, But that's his way, right? That's, yeah. that's the defense mechanism is saying, check it out. Yeah. Right. Look how much in shape I am. So it's acceptable. I'm just telling you, Um, again, I'm not judging him. Judging is why mm-hmm. you did it. Right. Yeah. I'm not God. I, I can't get into his heart. I'm just telling you, Oscar De La Hoya, that you are the CEO and you've got to model the behavior that you expect every employee in your organization to support. Right. Yeah. From the folks that are hired to clean the building to the lawyers and attorneys to the world champions that are in his stable rick yeah he has a responsibility to uphold maintain and um do by example mm-hmm. and he didn't do that no and he needs to come out in my opinion and say hey look i dropped the ball this is not what i expect of anybody working for golden boy right i'm human i screwed up it's just not a good look man
1: yeah no um the last thing that wasn't a good look this weekend yep was uh ben asker uh, he came in yeah. out of shape. Yeah. You know, almost like he didn't uh you know, train for this fight at all. Yeah. And then uh embarrassingly he even tweeted that he's embarrassed that he lost to Jake Paul. Yeah. I don't know what he thought. You yeah, know, they could just go in there without training. Do we know how much money him, he got for that fight? Five hundred
0: thousand. Yeah, see. Yeah. I mean there you go, yeah. right? Think about that. Half a million yeah. to to fight this guy. I didn't cover it, Rick. We didn't cover it. I yeah. still don't consider Jake Paul um, a legitimate and a real fighter. Mm-hmm. I do respect the fact that he is taking boxing seriously. Yeah. Okay? So that part I get. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's clearly training. He's clearly staying in shape. We saw him uh, sparring with our guy, with Lazaro Lorenzana. Yeah. So I'll all respect to him, and I mean that, mm-hmm. right? I totally respect Jake Paul for doing that. Um, but that doesn't mean he's a legitimate fighter yet. Yeah, no. not until he starts fighting legitimate fighters.
1: Legitimate fighters, not MMA guys. That uh, and Ben Askren yeah. is a wrestler. You know, right. he, he, he's right. one of the worst MMA strikers around. Right. So they purposely picked him because they knew he couldn't be, he couldn't uh, land a and, punch. and they're
0: fighting at what? Are they fighting at close to 175 light heavyweight yeah, or somewhere what? in there? So that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. So you know, a, you know, a Joe Smith. Mm-hmm. A Gilberto Ramirez, oh, right? Yeah, um, Sergey Kovalev. Yeah. I think Kovalev even destroys him. Yeah. So, I mean, at some point, right, I get what you're saying, Jake Paul, but I also understand that he's a businessman, Rick, mm-hmm. and his fights sell. And like I said, yeah. my friends were texting me, right? They know what we do. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, man, are you watching this? Did you watch the <laughs> fight? What do you think? Okay. But yet, when Teofimo Lopez was fighting Lomachenko,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I didn't get one text from them, Rick. No. So this so this goes a long ways to say that, hey, man, it's trying to cross over. Hey, by the way, come check out this concert. Oh, and by the way, in the middle of the concert, there's going to be a couple fights that break out, and these guys are professional fighters. Yeah. All right, Rick, there's our breakdown of the fight. Next segment, let's talk about the real fights that also took place, some boxing news, and then we'll kind of start getting into our welterweight tournament, Rick, Pacific goes Boxing. We'll be right back. If it goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. All right, Rick. Like I said, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Teofimo Lopez and uh, Cambu's fight. Yeah. Um. We'll see. Like, I'm curious now, right?
1: Yeah, you know, and then they had their press conference and it got pretty heated. You know, the shoving match yeah. had to be separated. Yeah. And, you know, everybody, you know, save it for the ring. Save it That's for the right. ring. Yeah. That's right.
0: No, I love it. I mean, uh, I-, I love it. In the sense that, you know, hopefully it, it, it uh, sparks some interest from, you know, other fans and we'll see what happens. I think that Teofimo Lopez has got to be like Alexis Arguello. Alexis Arguello was never rattled by those situations, right? Yeah. Yeah, he literally would stop and say, man, are you okay? Like, why are you so angry? Yeah. <laughs> right? And so I think that Teofimo Lopez could help with some of that. But either way, it'll be interesting, like I said, um, you know. They're going to be doing a debrief, like we said. But let's get into the other fights that happened, Rick, and some yeah. boxing news.
1: All right. So we'll start off with the uh, Demetrius Andrade uh, unanimous decision over uh, Liam Williams. Yeah. Um, he did knock Liam Williams down in the second round, mm-hmm. um, and you know, there were a couple times that Andrade was a little bit in trouble, but uh, for the most part, you know, it's a pretty dominating uh, night for Andrade. Um, even yeah. though Eddie Hearn was was trying to push for. Hey, look, you know, he's he's vulnerable. Yeah. You know, now it's time for you guys to step up and fight him. Yeah. You know, because people are are ducking him. Right. And uh, he definitely wants the uh, Triple G fight or um, a Charlo fight.
0: Yeah, which is probably not going to happen. And and Leon Williams even said after the fight that – Andrade was a little slicker, mm-hmm. right? A little bit of a you know, a little bit of a better boxer than what he thought. Remember, there was a lot of trash yeah. talk in that fight as well, Rick. Yeah, Liam Williams uh, wasn't uh, being short on words. Um, so Demetrius Andrade wins, but certainly not super impressive, right?
1: No, no, definitely, um, you know. But maybe the goal was not to look super impressive, so that yeah. people think they can uh, yeah. take him out.
0: We yeah, we would love to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, who
1: promotes him? Uh, Eddie Hearn. Okay, that's him. right.
0: I'm sorry, I should know that with yeah. Eddie Hearn. Per- Unfortunately, as we know, the Charlos are with uh, with PBC, uh-huh. and so good luck making that fight. Yeah, right.
1: The, the Triple G fight would be the one you know that'd be easiest to make. Right, um, but uh, it looks like Triple G is already scheduled to set a, a, a unification bout with uh, Murata on yeah. um, New Year's Eve. Yeah, in Japan.
0: yeah, which makes sense. Okay, Murata, of course, is the, uh, has the WBA version. Mm-hmm. And I told you before, right? one of these days, I'd love to make it. I lived in Japan for yeah. six months. Um, and so they always have the New Year's Eve fight. Yeah, Always that big. Every single year, like, that's their tradition. So I think that's pretty cool that it's those two. Mm-hmm. Of course, like, what does that mean? So that means both of those guys are going to be dormant until the end of the year. For
1: seven months, yeah. Right, yeah.
0: right. And trust me, they're going to get a lot of money
1: uh-huh.
0: to make that fight. And you know what, too? That's going to be a good fight.
1: No, yeah, it'll be a good fight.
0: Like, that's the one opponent, right? Because, again, uh, you know, Murata's kind of these straight-up, you know, kind of in-your-face, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got to be younger than than, uh, than Triple G. That could be a competitive fight, yeah. man.
1: No, yeah, it's just it's probably frustrating for Andrade. You know, I think he, he was saying, you know, I'm an undefeated fighter with a belt. <laughs> yeah. It shouldn't be hard to, to, yeah. to find fights.
0: Yeah, and I'll tell you, by yeah. the way, I wanted Murata – to fight and now are you saying that because I would pr- prefer that he fights our guy Rob Brandt well yeah yeah from Minnesota mm-hmm. because you know they've fought in twice right Brandt beats him the first time Murata mm-hmm. KO's him the second time in Japan that's due for a rubber match yeah they're not going to do it
1: no no they're, they're, I think they'll I think they'll wait until the you know till the, uh New Year's Eve
0: well with triple G yeah. unfortunately there's a
1: lot of money in that in that fight. Yeah.
0: What else you got, Rick?
1: Uh, Tony Harrison. He fought to a draw against yeah. uh, Bryant uh, Perella. Yeah. Um, Harrison was hoping for um, a trilogy fight against Charlo and didn't do himself any favors by. Uh, yeah. The way he looked in this fight.
0: Yeah. I mean, it was. I don't want to say uninspiring, right? Mm-hmm. It was. It was a close fight. Um, yeah. I, yeah ne- neither fighter did themselves a favor as far as moving up in the 154-pound mm-hmm. weight division. That's for sure.
1: Yeah. No. And unfortunately, it, it'll probably they'll probably have a rematch and they should yeah.
0: right and they should i mean there was i've read you know a bunch of articles on the the judging and you know how it was but you know they agreed i think on i think 7 of the 12 rounds the judges mm-hmm. agreed on so um yeah it wasn't it wasn't like it was controversial yeah is what i'm getting to you know 7 out of 12 when the judges agree like that's that's pretty good indication that the judges all saw the same fight mm-hmm. so um yeah, and I think you know in that division, Erickson Lubin is fighting coming up. By the way, um, he's he's fighting on one of these cards coming up in a, in a couple months. But he's uh, where's he at? We'll get to it. But that 154 pound division, yeah, it's going to be shaken up a little bit. Yeah, Lubin, of course, was knocked out in the first round by 100 uh, by the 154 pound Jermel Charlo. But yeah, what else we got, Rick? Okay,
1: And so for this weekend, we've got. Uh... The ESPN card, uh, Emmanuel Navarrete versus uh, Christopher Diaz. Yes. For the WBO featherweight title. Yep. Um, also on the undercard, uh, Edgar Berlanga going yep. for his, uh, I think, yeah, I believe it's his 17th straight first round knockout.
0: Yeah. And the opponent, any, any uh, anybody worth noting? No. Uh,
1: Demon Nicholson.
0: Right. Right.
1: So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're not going to be able to find him in any of the uh, rankings right now.
0: No. No, unranked um but right a, a little bit of a step up certainly from the first ones we'll see if he can uh, is this the one rick is this the one that goes beyond the first round is really the question
1: uh i don't believe so i think i think this is uh you know it's not a name that we know yeah so i i say he uh he knocks him out in the first round
0: and he's with top rank right berlanga mm-hmm. is right and so yeah berlanga you know he's ranked number 8 by the, uh, the by the wbo right um, he's ranked number five by the WBA, go figure, and the WBC doesn't have him ranked at all. According to Gabe Rosado, right, just kind of listening to some of his posts, the Berlanga team had reached out to him. Oh, wow. Or about a fight, you uh-huh. know? Not this fight, but, you know, asking about setting up a fight. That is a step up in competition. Because I'll tell you right now, you know, Forget about knocking out Gabe Brasado in round one. I don't even know if he beats Gabe Brasado.
1: Yeah, no, he's he's probably not ready for that fight uh quite you know, quite yet. He says he um, is
0: though. Yeah. Rolanga yeah. says he is. But
1: you know, they, they, they haven't done it yet. Um also um, you know, I I'm, I'm looking up the the guy who's fighting um yeah Demon uh, Nicholson. Yeah. He's he's on a he's riding a five fight win streak. Uh his last uh loss was to uh Jesse Hart. Yeah. Um lost by knockout in that fight. Yeah. Um, You know, maybe he does get out of that first round.
0: I think eventually, you know, the last time uh, his opponent almost got out of there, Mm -hmm. right? Listen, I like the kid. Yeah. Right? Super impressive. Very charismatic. I love listening to him. I think we just need to get over this. You got to knock this guy out in Mm -hmm. one round. And I think that right now, right, his promoters and managers, don't get me wrong, though, he's knocked some guys out that have not been knocked out, right? But I think it's time you start stepping this guy up. Yeah. No. I mean, really stepping him up.
1: Yeah. Right? It's definitely, you know, uh, time because yeah, after a while, you know, this is going to get old. and
0: That's the thing. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to become that butterbean, right? The king of the four mm-hmm. rounders. Like if you're a legit... And I'm not talking, obviously, this is 168 pounds, right? Yeah. I'm not talking about fighting, you know, David Benavides, right? Or Daniel Jacobs, you know? But there's plenty of guys around that top 10 that you can start to kind of scratch the surface um, Sato is just one of them, and that's a tough son of a gun, yeah. right? But there's others. You know what about David Lemieux?
1: Yeah, you know there's plenty 168 uh, fine fighters that uh, you can uh, that you can pick.
0: What about Avni Ledro? <laughs> 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 is uh, he back? By the way, did he make it back to Turkey?
1: Uh, who, who knows? Yeah, we yeah. never we never
0: found out. But isn't that that's the sad part about boxing, right? Uh-huh. Right? It is like a comet. You know what I mean? They he's, come on our screen. He's gonna come back? Right. I don't oh. know, but I'm saying we, we know him because he's fighting Canelo. We know his whole story. He gets thrashed. He's afraid to go back to his country. And then it's just an afterthought. And I mean it. Like I hope he's okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well the WBC did drop him down to fifteen.
0: I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. Remember I told you he should yeah. take a picture when he was ranked, right? Number one. <laughs> and so I mean I mean, and I mean that, right? Nothing but thoughts and prayers. Hopefully everything worked out for him. But you notice how that's the life of a boxer, mm-hmm. you know. You're center stage, right? For that one moment, you get thrashed and then you're gone.
1: Yeah, no. It. Uh, so that's so, what I'm
0: saying. If I'm his people, I'm saying, "Hey, put me in that fight with Berlanga."
1: Yeah, no. It. it uh, Anyways,
0: that's not going to happen. Yeah, that's just no. my outside shot. Yeah. What else we got, Rick?
1: Um, also, with the, um, you know, that's probably the, the the biggest card of the weekend. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, we've got uh, Holyfield McBride. Yeah. It's uh, supposed to be not an exhibition. Yeah. Um, so no uh, headgear, uh, which isn't good because uh, no. I think even during the thriller telecast, yeah. you know, they were talking to Holyfield. It doesn't sound good.
0: Rick, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. He sounds just as bad as James Lights Out Tony. Yeah. One of my favorite fighters from the 80s, right? Remember, we met him in person. Mm-hmm. And so, but here we go. Unfortunately, it's going to sell tickets. And so now, so it's a real fight with McBride, but what are we talking? So three-minute legitimate rounds. If it's a real fight, it's got to be three minutes. Are we talking eight rounds,
1: 10 rounds? Yeah, I I still think it's eight rounds. I don't think they have have 10 rounds, but uh, yeah, this isn't, uh, I I don't know if this is a tune-up to the Mike Tyson fight, but uh, you know what? Have we seen McBride, by the way? Uh, yeah, they 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 had a press conference, so they kind of face to face. He was kind of wearing yeah. a jacket. So you, yeah, you don't really know what kind of uh, that's what I'm talking about. In.
0: Have we seen really seen him? Is what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, you know, no, unbelievable. No, he was a big guy though. He was, yeah. he was a
1: lot bigger than Evander. Now
0: that's on the undercard though, right? Yeah, of the um, of the Teofimo Lopez. Mm-hmm. That card's going to do well, by the way.
1: Oh no, yeah, it's going to. If you're going to get a 1.5 for a uh, right, you know. For Jake Paul fight, yep. you know, the, you're know, you hoping probably twos. You know, you You've got a Vander Holyfield, so it's, it's no, gonna nostalgic. It's going to do well. Jake. No, the real deal. Yeah. It, it's so. going to
0: do well, I'm telling you. It's going to do really well. The takeover is <laughs> headlining, right? Yeah. He's made a statement, which I agree with, by the way. Uh, we really didn't touch on that, but mm-hmm. you know, him and his dad have both came out and said, we are only going to do pay-per-view from this point forward. And you know what, Rick? I totally endorse that. Yeah. Right. Remember, we've talked about the window for a fighter uh-huh. is so narrow and so you know it, it, it's um it's just an instant. It's so short that tenure that you've got to make the most of it. Triller, he's getting what did we say two to three million more than uh-huh. what Top Rank had offered. Yeah. Can you imagine? What a slap in the face, right? Yeah. After the fight that he had, after what he gave them on ESPN, which was a uh-huh. virtuoso performance, right on ESPN. Basically, quote unquote, free. Right. Yeah. And this is what they do to him.
1: Yeah. You know, I think there were there were a lot of people there that uh, weren't happy about that outcome.
0: Without a doubt, yeah. Rick. So what else we got? We've what got uh,
1: Ryan Garcia, Javier Fortuna. It's it's yes. official for um, July 9th. Yeah. No no location as of yet, but yeah. um, you would assume that that one's got to be in, in Vegas. Yeah. You know, maybe you California.
0: Think. Yeah. If you have not by the way. Remember we talked about Ryan Garcia was on the cover of the May uh, Ring magazine. Mm-hmm. So good article. Yeah. By the way, good article. Just kind of goes through you know where he's at and what he wants to do. He touched upon that whole Manny Pacquiao. By the way, he talked about the fact that it sounded like Manny Pacquiao was going to fight an exhibition against yeah. somebody else. So Ryan Garcia said, "Hey man, if he's going to fight, I want to you know throw my name in the hat." But Ryan Garcia made it very clear. He said that no. I'm a young fighter in my prime. I don't want to do exhibitions. Yeah. I want to fight for real. So he clarified that. Oh, okay. Yeah, he talks about how, you know, he doesn't give a crap about belts. Uh, I loved it, actually. He made some very good points. He said he doesn't care about mandatories because who is the mandatory and how did you even earn the mandatory, Mm -hmm. right? He goes, he doesn't care about that. He wants to fight the very best, which, of course, if that's the case, then why isn't he fighting Devin Haney?
1: Yeah, you know, I think... uh... He's fighting Javier Fortuna. You know, hopefully that if Haney wins, Garcia wins, which, uh, you know, I feel like the tougher of the two fights is is Haney winning over yeah. Linares. Yeah. Uh, but if those two uh, fight um, and win, yeah. you know, then uh, hopefully by the end of the year we get that fight.
0: But Haney's point was, you know, your fight with Lou Campbell was an eliminator. Yeah. And he's right. Like, wasn't uh-huh. that an eliminator? Yeah. So how, why is he fighting two eliminators in a row then? Yeah. And, right? Right. Yeah. Because Her- Eddie Hearn seems to be, you know, let's yeah. get it done yeah. with Haney and Garcia.
1: Well, because I, I I think Ryan Garcia is in a, in, in a good spot where, you know, he's the money guy. Yeah. Um, you know, fighting a Devin Haney, it's risky. Yeah. And not a lot of people know Haney's name. Right. So, um, you know, it's a high risk, low reward.
0: Yeah. And that same issue, yeah. by the way, which was interesting, that same issue of Ring Magazine. So they had uh, 40 electors or 40... Um, uh, astute professionals, right, in uh-huh. boxing, um, basically vote on who the best lightweights today were. Okay. Okay? And so they had um, the four lightweights, the five, I'm sorry, was Teofimo Lopez, Lomachenko, Gervonta Davis, Devin Haney, and Ryan Garcia. Yeah. So they basically did this whole matrix where they said, you know, who would win if the, all mm-hmm. these guys, four guys fought each other, assigned a point value for, you know, if they voted, whether or not a fighter would win. okay. Let's just cut to the chase. Here's what's interesting, Right, So he makes the cover. Number one that these 40 electors came up with, number one was Teofimo Lopez. Okay. Number two, Lomachenko. Yeah. Number three, Gervonta Davis. Yeah. Number four, Devin Haney. Oh, wow. And number five was Ryan Garcia. By far, like if you want to look at the points without getting into how they did the points Mm because it's a little bit confusing, but at the end of the day, Teofimo Lopez had 140 points. And Ryan Garcia had 39 points. Oh, wow. So Garcia was, like, at, in the end by four. Yeah. Which is kind of interesting, right? Knowing, you know, Ring Magazine is owned and ran by Golden Boy Promotion. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of um, ironic that in the same cover, same magazine that yeah. he was, you know, the cover on, he was voted the... Uh, the fifth best it, lightweight.
1: It's almost like they asked uh, forty um, ESPN employees.
0: <laughs> well, fortunately, they asked the right people because yeah. I will say this: I don't, I do th- agree that Teofimo Lopez is number one. Uh-huh. I don't know if Lomachenko is number two.
1: Okay.
0: Right. Simply because the size and whatnot. But yeah. anyways.
1: Yeah. Um, let's see what else we've got? Um, oh, our last bit of uh, De La Hoya news. Yeah. Um, he still doesn't have an opponent yet for his uh, Fourth of July weekend yeah. fight. It was rumored that it was going to be Eddie Alvarez, who was, uh, you know, well known for getting knocked out by uh, Conor McGregor. Yeah, in MMA. Okay. Um, you know, Eddie Alvarez put it out there that there were in negotiations, but a lot of stuff has been getting shot down. So yeah. you know, we're still waiting on the uh, opponent for De La Hoya.
0: Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, he looks in tremendous physical shape.
1: And then I think uh, that's it for different. the news, unless you want to hit that uh, Don King uh, story.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So good, good Don King. Yeah, thank you for thank you for calling that out. So he yeah he hasn't been in the news in a while, right? Shocker. He's in the news because he has a fighter that he apparently has under contract, and um, this is uh, Lovejoy, by the way. Okay. Okay. And so um, so he has sent a cease and desi- cease and desist letter. To uh, he's undefeated. Right. Christopher Lovejoy claiming that basically Lovejoy is in an exclusive contract with Don King and he should not be fighting anybody else because apparently they made an announcement that Lovejoy was going to fight Mahmoud Char May 15th in Germany. So, you know, yeah, Don King and folks basically threw a flag on the field and said, nope. It is unconscionable, illegal, and unethical (laughs) for you to participate in this May 15th bout or any bout without Don King Promotions expressed, written, permission, and consent. That is from Don King's Promotions attorney, Rick. So
1: basically translated, you know, pay me money.
0: Well, you know, (laughs) and it's interesting because, you know, one of the fighters I mentioned earlier who we're hoping to get for next week, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, Vanus Matarosian. Um, signed with Don King, right, at the end of his career, took the $300,000 in cash, and the only fight he ever got was stepping up on two weeks' notice to fight Triple G. Yeah. We know how that went, and then, unfortunately, uh, Martirosian retired after that, Mm -hmm. and that was it. So, yes, Don King back in the news, Rick. Lovejoy's 37, by the way, you know?
1: Doesn't and, have too many more fights left in him. No, he doesn't have too yeah.
0: many more fights in him. Um, pretty much all of his fights since 2016 have actually been in uh, in Tijuana, Mexico. Oh, so yeah, this was a fight that was taking place in Germany, and as apparently, as soon as Don King got wind of that, yeah, not going to happen. So you're right, you know. Now, could the fight happen? Of course it. Of course it can. With the universal lubricant, which is money, Rick. Yeah, that's how that fight takes <laughs> place. All right, here's what we're going to do, Rick. We got one more segment. We are okay. going to set up the eight fighters for the huge Pacific Coast Boxing Welterweight Tournament. Yep. Who made one through eight? Exciting. Yeah. And then don't think we're going to go get away from stat of the week. And you have not done your lock of the week, Rick. Give you a shot right now. you have any any idea who your lock of the week is?
1: Um, We'll, we'll give it to him after the break. That way, uh, you know, the... Uh we'll tease them a little bit.
0: Sounds good. We'll be right back, folks. Pacificos Boxing. All right, Pacificos Boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. And so let's go ahead and do your lock of the week Rick on fire again. Didn't even need to mention it, right? Yeah, With no. the regis progress fight last week. Okay. Yeah, you know, not act, a big deal. Hum, ho.
1: You know, act like you've been there before.
0: That's exactly yeah. right. That was just you know, you you won the fight basically just with your left hand with the jab. Yeah, that's how easy you won that round.
1: Yeah. So my lock of the week this week, Emmanuel Navarrete over uh, Christopher Diaz. Yes. Um, I believe he knocks out uh, Diaz around the eighth or ninth round.
0: So is your lock of the week a knockout or your lock? Of, your lock of the week you're saying is just a victory for just, him? Just
1: the victory, you know. they will, okay. uh We'll leave it that, at that. You know, if, if you want to, you know, hedge the money and yeah. and, and take the knockout. Okay. Know, take the knockout.
0: Okay. Fine. Um, not even being touched by the way that fight. Um, I'll tell you what. That's interesting, right? Looking at the odds. And again, yeah. we don't condone uh, gambling. It's just interesting to look at what the odd makers say because it gives mm-hmm. us an idea on how they think the fight's going to go, right? Um, talked about watching um, kind of the trailer for uh, Ariola and Ruiz. Both guys look great, Rick. Yeah. Right, both guys look really good. I mean, they look trim, they look fit, and so I said, "Well, that being said, right, what what are the um, what are the numbers look like?" And you know what yeah. they look like, heavily in favor of Andy Ruiz. Now yeah. we knew he would be favored, mm-hmm. right? He's the younger, I guess you could say, the more active. You know, he he beats Anthony Joshua, but the line Rick is minus two thousand, man. Oh wow, okay, minus two thousand, which means that vegas believes he has a ninety five percent chance of winning that's yeah, huge yeah i mean yeah that's that's just that's way out of there man
1: yeah you've you've got the uh you know the guy that uh recently was heavyweight champion of the world um yeah. you know um against um Chris Areola, who's, yeah. who's kind of falling short that's every right. time he's gotten to that big fight.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, Ariola, if you want sense. to look at it another way, Ariola's at 11 to 1. Mm-hmm. That's the odds. Now you look at that and say, wait, hey, 11 to 1, that's not too bad. Not no, too that's, bad. Yeah, yeah, that's bad though. Trust yeah, me. You know no, what I mean? No, no, yeah. yeah. Like you wouldn't bet on like, that horse. If you put money on that horse, right, you're not going to win. You're going to bet on the 2 to 1 guy. <laughs> you know, and that's that's kind of what we're talking about here. So, anyways, that's that. Okay. Thank you for your lock of the week. All right, Rick. So we're gonna open this up with a teaser and we're gonna we're gonna really get into this next week. Okay. We have the eight top welterweights, Rick. Okay, and we've placed them in a bracket. Okay. Right? And so, you know, this is obviously a hypothetical scenario that will never happen. Don't make this the lock of your week. Yeah, no. Yeah. In fact, when I look at the Four first four fights. I don't think any of these may happen, but who cares? We're boxing fans, and I think this is going to be fun. Okay, mm-hmm. so so we'll set up to make sure everybody understands, and we're also going to upload this to our Instagram. But this is very much, um, I'll just call it NBA basketball type tournament, uh, bracket Rick. Mm-hmm. So you know, once we identify one through eight, okay. Um, the first fights are going to go as follows. One on one side of the bracket, okay? One fights eight and three fights six. On the other side of the bracket, two fights seven and four fights five, okay? So in other words, and we'll put this on to make it clear, um, the winner of fighter number one and eight fights the winner of fighter three and six, Mm -hmm. who you would assume in the NBA would be one and three, right? On the other side of the bracket, okay, fighter two and fighter seven, the winner of that fights the winner of four and five, the dreaded four and five. Yeah. And then, of course, the winners fight each other, okay? Okay. Put this on Instagram. Everybody will see. So here we go, Rick, okay? Let's start at the bottom. Start at the bottom or the top, Rick?
1: Let's start at the top. Those start are the, at the those top? Those are the, probably the two easiest ones we can uh...
0: – Okay. All right. So, okay – in this welterweight tournament bracket, the fighter with the number one seating is Earl Spence Jr.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, you know, it can be argued that it's, you know, it's Terrence Crawford, but uh, I think most people believe it is Earl Spence.
0: I agree. Yep. I totally agree. He's fought tougher opponents. Mm-hmm. He beat Cal Brook in his prime overseas. He beat, uh, you know, Mikey Garcia, who at the time was undefeated yeah. and, and and on many top 10 pound for pound list. Right. Terrence Crawford. We're still waiting for him to beat anybody of note. Yeah. OK. Speaking of the number two fighter in our bracket is Terrence Crawford.
1: Yeah. You know, hard to argue. You know, he's he's, he's been uh, champion uh, in the WBO for a long time and uh, an undefeated fighter.
0: Yeah. And again, even though I just said that, you know, we he has not fought anybody of name, the guy has skills, man. Mm-hmm. The guy has skills, incredibly talented, seemingly adjust to whoever he's fighting, and hard to not be number two. Number three gets interesting, Rick. Yeah. This is where we start to go. To, and by the way, okay, um, we didn't care who had a belt and who did it. Yeah. Right? That didn't mean anything to us. We also didn't care where these guys were ranked because if we went by the. The straight out ranking, mm-hmm. okay. Um Razab Budiev would be in our tournament. Yeah, he's not in it.
1: Or, or, or Sergey Lipinets.
0: Sergey Lipinets. Yeah, would be in it. Neither is he. Yeah. If we went by the WBA, yeah, Gabriel Maestro would be in it. Mm-hmm. So would Omar Figueroa, who lost his last fight, and who we're going to see in two weeks, yeah. by the way.
1: And then your guy, yeah. Danny Garcia, would be in it.
0: Danny Garcia, yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. He would be in it. So, yeah, sorry to be a spoiler, folks, but Danny Garcia, none of those guys are in our yeah. top eight. So this is just us, mm-hmm. right? All right, the number three fighter in our 147-pound tournament is eight-division, correct me from Ron, Rick, eight-weight division champion, mm-hmm. only one ever to do it, the great Manny Pacquiao.
1: Yeah, no, it... Uh... A good pick for number three, um, you know, living legend. And, um, you know, it, and he actually does hold one of the belts. So He does hold one yeah. of
0: the belts. Now, some folks could say, well, geez, you know, he should be one or two. He's not active enough. Yeah. Okay, he's not active enough. He beat Keith one time Thurman. Yes, that's my guy, right? Mm-hmm. The guy for some reason that you just take a disliking to. <laughs> but, okay, um, I can't put him, we can't put him at number one and two, right? Yeah. We just can't. He doesn't fight enough. Doesn't fight enough. Mm-hmm. Spence and Crawford have. So tough one. Could we have put him at number one or two? Maybe. Right? hmm It's possible. Rick. It's tough
1: to put him there over over Spence and Crawford because I think they, they would yes. be so heavily favored over Pacquiao in any match right now.
0: I would agree with that. That's a good yeah. way to put it. All right. Now's where it starts to get interesting though, Rick. Mm-hmm. Folks are listening out there saying, hold on a second. Let me let me put my bracket together. This is more exciting than the NCAA, yeah. man. The number four welterweight, okay, uh-huh. who's going to fight the number five. These are usually the most closely contested fights, right? Yeah. In the NBA, the number four and five teams, always the best games. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. In boxing, the way this is going to work out, and you'll see when it's all done, one and eight and two and seven are great fights.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right.
0: The number 4 Welterweight we have is Sean Showtime Porter.
1: Yeah, and, and another good pick, you know, he's, he's fought them all, you know, fought them all tough. Um, you know, it's a great pick at number 4.
0: Great pick, but a little controversial yeah. when I tell you that the number 5 fighter, right, mm-hmm. who actually beat Sean Porter, right? Yeah. My guy, certainly not your guy. Not my guy. Keith One Time Thurman at number 5.
1: Just uh, doesn't fight enough for me. Um, you know, he's already beaten um you know, by Pacquiao and um even before that, uh, he just doesn't fight enough. Yeah. For
0: me. He fights enough, Rick. He fights enough to to have earned. Again, he beat Sean Porter, he beat Danny Garcia, mm-hmm. right? Only time he's lost was to Manny Pacquiao. He goes down in the first round, otherwise he wins that fight. Okay. Yeah. But that's number five. All right. And we already gave away, obviously, four and five are going to fight each other. Yeah. So that's going to be a rematch. And it makes sense because that was, you know, pretty pretty good fight the first time. Okay. All right. Number six. We got six, seven, and eight left, Rick. Yeah. Okay. Let's reset. Folks listening. Number one, Earl Spence. Two, Terrence Crawford. Three, Manny Pacquiao. Four, Sean Showtime Porter. Five, Keith One Time Thurman. Number six, Rick. This may be a little controversial, but not for us, Rick. Not because he was here in studio, but because he is still one of the greatest fighters out there with only one loss. He dared to be great, Mikey Garcia, number six, Rick. No, oh, yeah, I, he's I like, in the tournament.
1: Uh, you know, I, I like him at number six. You know, we, we putting him at six, we would get that Manny Pacquiao fight that we've been we've been waiting for.
0: That's exactly right, and, I'll, and we'll get to that. We'll get to all the fights yeah. here before we break. But here's the thing, Rick. Um, you can't have a welterweight tournament without Mikey Garcia. He's daring to be great. He moved up to the welterweight division, had no business fighting Earl Spence Mm -hmm. Jr. He did. He lost. Again, would you rather see Mikey Garcia or Custillo Clayton?
1: Or or Danny Garcia.
0: Right. That's exactly right. We've seen enough, right? So, absolutely. Absolutely, Mikey Garcia at number six. When I give you... You know, when we talk about the names at number seven and eight, some people will say, well, geez, you know, maybe Mikey belongs below these guys. Uh Not so fast. Yeah. Not so fast, right? You got to earn something. We're Mm -hmm. talking about three-time weight division, right? Four-time weight division, Mikey Garcia. What am I talking about, right? I'm looking at his glove right now, Rick, that he signed right here in the studio. Yeah. 126, 130, 135, 140. That means something. Yeah. Okay? That being said, number seven... Virgil Ortiz Jr.
1: No, uh, a great pick. Um, you know, how how can you have a welterweight tournament without one of the uh, brightest stars? That's you know, exactly right.
0: That's exactly right. You know, impressive fight um, this last one. And you said, how can you you know have a tournament without one of the you know best young stars? How can you have it without the second? This is one of my favorite guys, mm-hmm. Jaron Boots Enos. Yeah, Rick, rounding it out at number eight.
1: Yeah, you know, just like uh, with one and two, mm-hmm. you can have an argument of flipping. You could probably have an argument to flip uh, seven and eight.
0: You could easily have yeah. Ortiz at seven and Enos um, at eight. I'm sorry, that's what we have. You can easily yeah. have um, Enos at, at seven. Here's the thing. Both young guys, both really the young, kind of the young lions that are trying to prove they belong. They had to be in the tournament. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean, Rick? So let me set up the fights, Okay. That means on one side of the bracket, I'll just say the left side because this is how it'll look on Instagram. You got one versus eight, Earl Spence Jr. versus Enos. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so that's that's uh, against Jaron Enos, okay? They would fight the winner of three and six, which is Manny Pacquiao and Mikey Garcia. Yeah, maybe, yeah.
1: yeah, it'd be, yeah.
0: Yeah, don't we're not, yeah, yeah. great fight. We're not going to give away who we think is going to win. Too early, Rick. Too early. I know you're tempted. I know you're tempted Mm -hmm. to get involved. And, you know, we're going to, you and I may have a debate and we will on who we think is going to be an upset. Yeah. The Houston Rockets, I think, beat the Lakers, Rick, in the number eight seed. Mm -hmm. Can Enos pull off the upset and beat Earl Spence Jr. in the number eight? There's not that much disparity in boxing, right? According to how we did it. On the other side of the bracket, right? So whoever comes out of those four, Whoever comes out of one of out of 1 and 8, Spence Enos, Manny Pacquiao and Mikey Garcia, the winner will come out and fight the winner of the right side, which is 2 and 7, Terrence Crawford against Virgil Ortiz Jr.
1: No, oh, yeah, uh, you know, great fight, another fight that uh, has been rumored that uh, they're yep. looking for towards the end of the year.
0: Yeah, so there yeah. you go, right? So there, you know, we talked about I said earlier, maybe none of these will happen, maybe that one will happen, right? And then fight number four and five, always dangerous, always close. In in the NBA, it is, right? Mm-hmm. You can always flip-flop four and five, just like you can flip-flop seven and eight like we talked about. Usually one and two is pretty clear as it is here. Yeah. That's what was interesting when we filled out our brackets here, right? Um, Sean Porter and Keith Thurman, a rematch.
1: Yeah, no, um, it was a close, uh, close fight the last time. Um... You know, you've got Keith fights less than one time a year. Thurman <laughs> and Sean Porter.
0: Look at you, right? Yeah, right. You know, I, yeah. Just, just
1: throwing. You know, my stat of the week might be right. that since 2016, mm-hmm. yeah. Keith Thurman has only fought four times.
0: How much? How many times have these other guys fought? You know, how many times did Crawford or Spence fight? You know, he hurt his shoulder. He was injured. Legitimate. No. There's a reason. Now, if you tell me a guy's not fighting for promotional reasons no. and because he's not happy with the opponent, but if it's a physical injury, yeah. you know, I don't know. Maybe you weren't injured.
1: I got I, I to see the x-rays.
0: Okay. Well, he had a shoulder yeah. injury, and every yeah. time he's been – he's never lost when he's healthy.
1: I had my COVID shot today, and I, I showed up.
0: Yeah, I know. We both did. Yeah. yeah. Pfizer and Moderna. Yeah. We both seem to be doing – by the way, I hear the second one is the one yeah. that takes you out. Yeah. I hear the Pfizer one takes you out worse than the Moderna, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So we may have to move our our uh that podcast uh-huh. to that day that we get it. Okay. Whatever day it falls on. All right, Rick. So here's the thing. We got the Welterweight 8 fight tournament set, okay?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We, you know, folks don't know, we had a little debate off podcast on, you know, how to seed these guys. We agreed on 1 and 2, some of the others, you know, it got tough, right? With 4, mm-hmm. 5 and 6. Um, Mikey Garcia was a little bit of a controversy because, yeah. you know, he's only fought a couple times at the welterweight division. Josecito Lopez, I think, and then immediately to Earl and, Spence.
1: And I think out of respect, we have to put, you know, Mikey at six, you know, when yeah. um, it's probably huge mismatches if he fought, uh, you know, Virgil Ortiz or, or Jerome Boutenis.
0: We don't know. That's the thing. Yeah. But I agree with you. I yeah. agree with you. You can't you can't put the guy's got four legitimate belts. We yeah. can't put him below those guys. No. Those guys don't have any legitimate championship. All right, Rick, so here's what's going to happen, right? So we're going to come back with the stat of the week to close this show off. Mm-hmm. But next week, and we're going to put it on Instagram, right? So hopefully we get a bunch of fans start weighing in on who they think. We will start going through these fights, right? Yeah. Take us three weeks, Rick, but we're going to get to eventually 147-pound king. There's going to be some upsets, Rick. Yeah. Could there be some upsets?
1: There, there, there could be. I'm already looking at, uh, you know, there could be three upsets. It could
0: be three. You got three three upsets. No kidding. Are you talking about, so of these first four fights, three of the four, the lower seed could win? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Now I'm I'm looking forward to the discussion and what's going to happen. We'll have to see if we get uh, Goyo from the Hill Mm -hmm. to come on and discuss it. All right. What's that? Who's been in hiding. Who's been in hiding. I know ever since, I'm going to say it right now, ever since we demolished them with the the Hagler Leonard, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he just kind of, he t- took his ball and went home with it, uh-huh. you know? All right, folks, we're going to come back. start the week. We'll close this out. We went a little over our normal time. But you know what? It was all worth it. This is good stuff. Pacific Coast Boxing. We'll be right back. If it goes boxing, Alfonso Ruiz and Rick Prado are back. Rick, everybody's favorite segment, the stat of the week.
1: Okay. so Can't for, go without it. Yeah, can't go without it. So for my stat of the week, um Manny Pacquiao is the only fighter to hold world titles in four different decades. Wow.
0: So the only fighter to hold championships. Doesn't yes. necessarily imply that he won it. Yeah, no. In that in that decade, mm-hmm. just because in the in this particular decade, right? Yeah, he is just a holder of it because he wanted it in 2019 against, and he, yeah, he hasn't fought one, since then. Yeah, Keith one time Thurman, and he's holding even a special version of that, right? Mm-hmm. Of that um, welterweight championship. What do they call it?
1: Uh, the champion in recess. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: right. The champion. That's the WBA version. Yeah. The champion in recess. Which I
1: don't know if you. You probably know, but yeah. at my elementary school, I yeah. was the champion at recess.
0: <laughs> you know, I don't even know, well, nowadays, they don't even go to school. Yeah. So what am I talking about? <laughs> but even in my day, I went to Catholic school my whole life, right? Uh-huh. And so, yeah, we had our 15-minute recess and then mm-hmm. lunch. They okay. do the same thing for you guys?
1: Uh, I think our recess was a little bit longer than that. Was it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. What was recess about anyways that was that was the first time we were indoctrinated to like the ten hour uh the ten minute break at work uh-huh. like of an eight hour day, yeah, you know what I mean like you're entitled to a ten minute break, yeah, you know what I mean, kind of like union employees that's what you did right because usually for us it was after it was like about ten ten o'clock ten fifteen mm-hmm. that's when we had a recess, yeah, was that yours or not?
1: Uh, ours was a little bit longer. I think we did like forty-five minutes to, to fifty minutes. That's uh, crazy. Basketball, you know, yeah. some dodgeball makes sense. You know, Foursquare,
0: but that's a public school, right? Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Um, also, um, slight another another fact for you. Yeah, today uh, Alexis Arguello would have turned sixty-nine.
0: Damn, no kidding, yeah. huh? Yeah, that's unfortunate. Very controversial death. Um, you know, it was, uh, officially filed as a suicide, mm-hmm. but if you read the book by the great, uh, Christian Judah um, he doesn't go into what he thinks. He just kind of gives you information and you can kind of come up with your own opinion. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Rick, back to your stat of the week. So Manny Pacquiao, the only fighter ever to hold the championship in four different decades. Yeah. Um... Had to have won it late in the nineties, right? Because that would have been tough for him to have won it early in the nineties.
1: Yeah, it was uh nineteen uh ninety eight. Yeah.
0: Nineteen ninety eight. The was it like some straw weight.
1: It was uh the WBC flyweight. Flyweight, title. yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. You know, fly he's starting off, you know, his first championship was in flyweight. Yep. And then, you know, all the way up to um you know, welter.
0: Yeah. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. And or, he's fought above that.
1: Yeah. Um Super welter. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's fought at the one fifty four. Yeah. So think about that. He's gone from you said super flyweight? weight? Mm-hmm. Hundred and fifteen to one hundred and fifty four pounds, Rick. Right? Wow. You know? That crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that that's amazing. And again, right? Just like, you know, on the heels of our eight fighter tournament, you know, hundred and forty seven pound that's why he's number three.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? No, just a a legend, you know, he he fought um. You Know you look at his resume, yeah, and it's filled with Hall of Famers.
0: A who's who, yeah, right? A who's who, um, yeah, don't get me started with his whole physical condition, yeah, and how he's able to do that. That's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> I can only, you know, observe the fights he's won, uh-huh. right, or lost, so that's all I'll talk about. But great stat of the week, Rick. Um, guarantee people are going to be talking about that one. I mean, think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Four decades, 40 years, doesn't matter when he won it. Yeah. The fact is that he has retained it. Not sure if that happens again.
1: No, no, it, uh, You know, you're just not going to see boxers go from you know that division climb yeah. up that that high. Yeah, and
0: that's why you know, like in yeah. our tournament, right? The truth is, right? You know, he's not going to fight. Matt, I don't know. Maybe he does fight Mikey Garcia, right? He'd only have mm-hmm. to win three times. By the way, you only have to win three fights to win our tournament, Rick. Yeah, in an eight fight, you know, eight fighter tournament. You win three times, you're the champion. But you're legitimately the champion. Um, does Manny Pacquiao have a chance of coming out of the bracket, Rick? Of our eight man has a shot. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I think I, I think at the, his age right yeah. now, yeah. yeah, probably not. Right in our yeah. bracket, right? Yeah, you're in saying our brackets, you're, you're, today it's a it's a it's a tough bracket. I, I, I,
0: yeah, because he has to beat Mikey Garcia, mm-hmm. and then he has to beat the winner of Earl Spence and Jaron Enos.
1: Yeah, you, he would have to get by. Two of the top three pound per pound fighters, yeah. Know? And even if uh, they if, were upset, if, if Crawford makes it, yeah, out even of the other side of the bracket. Even if they were upset, right, he would have to get through two of the young lions coming up. If the young the lion, if the young li- yeah. Yeah, lion makes it through, so. it's you know, I, I, I don't think he'd have an issue getting through Porter and Thurman, yeah. Again, <laughs> but, but, yeah. the, but the other four yeah. and Mikey and Garcia Porter, are yeah. tough, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, just the first fight. Does yeah. does he make it out of the Garcia fight? I'll tell you what, Rick. We're going to find out yeah. next week makes if it. he makes it out of the Garcia fight. And we're going to see what the fans think about it as well. Yeah. That does it for round 12, Rick. Guess what starts next week? The championship rounds, Rick. Uh-huh. The real championship rounds. Round not, 13. Yeah, not 10, 11, 12. The real ones. 13, yeah. 14, 15. We're going to have to reach deep to find a great round 13 fight, Rick. Yeah and we'll find it. All right, folks, Pacific Coast Boxing, protect yourself at all times. I'll see you next week, Rick. See you next week.